All right, Jean, you ready to be counted in? Ready in Hamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Oh, I'm so glad you're back with me. And with me again is Katie Morton. Yay! podcast ask katie anything where yes. people can submit questions and you give your expert them. advice yeah because yeah. you're a licensed marriage and family therapist correct so you're qualified to give advice on stuff yeah but i think other people give good advice also oh, you know okay experience goes a long way it's true yeah. like i've been there too well, let me tell you <laughs> i've been there in fact uh also author of the book are you okay which i that's how i, I discovered you on youtube if you haven't found katie's youtube page such a valuable resource if you have any issues i mean anything in life and you're just like i wonder what that's about what is i don't know what's an eating disorder do i have an eating disorder what is this katie explains things in regular people terms which to me was so valuable because i would i would google stuff and i'm like this doesn't resonate i don't think i understand what this means and you're so accessible to people and i just love that about you so thank you for doing everything you do. Oh, You're of just course. such a valuable resource. So Are You Okay is her book, which is a great way to explain therapy. And if you might benefit from therapy, how do you get into therapy? Yeah, where to start, what to ask. Where to start and what to ask. You can get that on Amazon. That's where I got mine. And um, I'm forgetting anything else. I don't think so. I'm plugging. Well, I thought <laughs> I'd keep you around because I want you to help me do some business. Let's, I love to catch up with the, the WMMA community yeah. and find out what's going on with them through emails and voicemails. So if you want to leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184 is the phone number. And where my mom's at, is it where my mom's at podcast at Gmail? Where my mom's at at gmail.com. Where my mom's at at gmail.com. I read these emails believe it or not i have them on my little phone and i read them when i'm taking a dump or when i'm trying to ignore my children so both great opportunities okay. to read emails oh, yeah. <laughs> just so you know i really do read them and i love them um but since you're here i wanted to get your advice for people for listeners yeah. we have a voicemail why don't we start uh with a katie morton is that is that right that would be an advice one um yeah so we have we have some some advice questions and then we also had a follow-up voicemail but let's start with the let's do voicemails yeah hi mommy tina looking for some advice i'm not a mom but i'm an aunt and my sister is in a new relationship they've been together about a year year and a half and uh she has two kids of her own from a previous relationship and so does her new boyfriend his kids are eight and five. Um, the concern is, is that both his children have some incredibly unhealthy habits, especially eating, and they are both very obviously overweight for their age. My sister has concerns but doesn't feel comfortable bringing it up to her partner that he isn't making some of the right choices. Right now he's a weekend dad, but he's looking into having them more full time, and she's starting to be more concerned. So does my sister, as a stepmom, have the right to step in and try and make some changes to create healthier habits for them? Or is she stuck sort of saying, well, those are his kids, and if he's making mistakes, that's his fault. Let me know. I'm home here now. <laughs> Thanks, Mommy. Bye. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things. I don't believe she should step in wholly, like fully, and say, you know, like your kids are overweight and yeah. that's a very also they're not her children Tough. and he's only a weekend dad so chances are the behaviors and the eating habits that they're picking up on most likely are coming from mom yeah but she does have the opportunity to make sure that when they have them that things are different and i would still talk with her partner about it so what i would say to him is more along the lines don't I mean, calling people fat is not helpful to anybody. <laughs> so softer language, like especially their kids and they're learning how to, I mean, I just, I feel bad for children because it, you know, at such a young age to, to struggle with weight. It's like, we want to get this yeah. under control so they feel good. And, and also how do you put a child on a 
diet. You don't really. It's more about offering varieties of foods and making sure that the food that you're offering is more because food can be good and not be fried. Like, let's be honest, like French fries are delicious, but you don't want them every meal. And children actually don't want to eat Cheetos and pizza every meal. They just don't have impulse control because their frontal lobe isn't fully developed. (laughs) So they're just like, this is greasy and delicious, but they should be having a variety of things. Like I was forced to eat broccoli as a kid, like finish your broccoli before you can have insert thing I wanted and I was like yeah and I would like plug my nose because I was a little asshole and I'd be like this is (laughs) terrible and I would eat it okay so well that's true let's that's not a bad point uh, Katie is that bribery works really well Mm -hmm. in getting them to eat veggies I do the same thing with my boys I want a cookie I want an oreo you want the oreo great I want to see this and this the greens off the plate four bites of this and three bites and you negotiate so I agree that's actually pretty effective and you're not a shitty kid you were just a regular kid but you know it's just like kids don't want to eat things that don't taste delicious of course and I get it but I think having a conversation with your partner about like Hey, I'm just concerned. I've noticed they've gained weight recently. Do you think it's stress or is there anything we can do? Coming at it from a point of like, I worry about them. I care about them. Maybe we should make sure that we're eating healthier foods around them because modeling behavior is the most important. And the one thing I would like try to stop her from doing is that we don't want to tell children like that's a bad food. This is a good food. You can't have that. I know. know. Because then we create this like I have to earn it. Or, um, you know, it's a weird relationship with food. Then you're saying like, that's a bad and that's good. And then we'll feel guilty and shame filled if we eat the bad food. All foods have places in our lives and they're okay. However, there's a balance. And something you could say to children is like, yeah, did you, because they have a tummy ache. I'm sure kids get tummy aches because they eat too fast and eat bad food sometimes. And you can say, you know, sometimes if I get tummy ache too, if I eat too much of that, next time we'll have something like this like chicken and some veggies that'll make that makes me feel better yeah and that's just a regular making it more of a conversation versus a judgment is really important yeah well there's a few things i thought of on this phone call uh how enmeshed is she in her sister's life like when someone calls oh, yeah, this isn't even her relationship <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like my sister's having this drama i'm like what like yeah it's weird isn't that isn't that a psychological weird thing Maybe. I mean, when it's a sister, because I don't have a sister. Yeah, me neither. So my friends who have I mean, sisters. sister. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> take it back. A retraction. Yeah. Not but people who have uh, mm-hmm. sisters, I find are closer. Like I have a brother and it's different with a brother. Oh, so you're saying this is normal, that somebody would be concerned for someone else's. Probably because her sister's coming to her with it. Gotcha. She's like, God, I don't know what to she's do like, and I'm worried know. and gotcha. blah, blah. And she's okay. like, I don't know what to say to her. And I usually have good advice. That's probably gotcha. what she's thinking. Okay. Okay. So I don't think it's so enmeshed. She just wants, she's like, how she's can like, I help? I don't know what the fuck and she's like, okay. I have this resource. I'll reach out to Got Mama Tina. To, to the comedian. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing is, too, with a stepmom, I always feel bad for stepparents because it's really a no-win no. relationship. Yeah. It's so, it's such a rough place to be. God bless all the stepparents. Yes, because <laughs> it's a it's a hard line to toe. Because you're like walking this fine line between, but I think that by and large, especially since they're dating, they're not married, and he has them only on the weekends, her role is not minimal but it is pretty minimal it's more that she's consistent that she spends time with them they do fun activities activity get movement in and have balanced meals I know. It, that's really the role modeling at this point. modeling yeah. is everything the yeah. kids the kids don't do what you tell them to do they do what they see mm-hmm. you do yes yeah, so you can't say oh mm-hmm. eat healthy and then you're like want to order another pepperoni pizza i'm gonna have five cookies you know it's like know. we have to be kind of balanced and we can be like it's saturday we have fun night what do we want for fun night we can order chinese we can you know and then you can do because there is room for all foods there's no judgment around it it's just like balance that's so true because i mean i had the friend growing up who um their their house was so strict against sugar Mm -hmm. and then the minute they came to my house my house was the complete opposite where it was all sugar and all shit in the you know they'd eat everything they'd eat everything out of my and then you know but then growing older i was like it's not such a big deal to me to have a sweet here and there because you had access doesn't mean anything exactly yeah and then that person who would come over is now really fat and like well they have a tough time (laughs) regulating now it's a big deal well they get in that binge restrict cycle right i can't have it can't can't have have it it. i'm such a bad person for even thinking that i want a chocolate chip cookie how dare my body even ask for that shame on you and restrict restrict and then oh fuck it binge and then, oh, I'm bad. I binged. I can't eat, can't eat, can't eat. Boom, binge again. You know, it just gets caught. So, so let me ask you this because I'm always in a dieting cycle. Mm-hmm. You're skinny. When you want to mm-hmm. have a chocolate chip cookie. Debatable. What do you do? What, what, what are we supposed to do when we want to have? have? 
Yeah. And I don't have any thoughts about it. And you have one? Oh, it depends. I mean, depends on when I'm satiated. Mm. So you have to learn the thing that's the hardest for people is to learn to listen to your body, not your emotions. So mm. am I full? Because like, for instance, I used that's to work. That's your next book. Are you, am I full? I know. Yes. <laughs> Are I've, you okay? I've been wanting to Are write. Okay? Am, am I full? Am I full? <laughs> is, am I eating my feelings? Yeah. yeah emo, emo, the emoji with the, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've been wanting to write an eating disorder book for I a long time. I think you should. I'm curious. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what normal eating looks like. Because my mom was weird with don't. food. Yeah. My dad, you know, ate horseradish and beer. I don't even know. And fresca. <laughs> like, I don't even know Ooh, what fresca. my... fresca. I love yeah, fresca. I, <laughs> but I mean, my parents were both these... My mother used to go exercise. She'd do jazzercise in the oh, 80s. Yeah. And then go eat an ice cream after. Mm -hmm. So I never... There's I, no balance. I no. didn't know what it, what it was like to eat. So I'm learning now as an adult what proper nutrition looks like. And So, okay. So you want a cookie. Do you eat a cookie every day? Do if you, you feel want like it. you need the reward every day? If you want, but you shouldn't... It shouldn't be a reward. That's the problem is I see it as a reward. And it's not... There's no punishment or reward with food. That's food okay. is food. Okay, good to so, know. Sorry. Didn't know that. That's okay. Oh, I Everybody, see that as a People reward. do that all the time. Because think of children, you were just saying, like, yeah. we both gave examples of how, like, well, if you eat this, then you can have That's, this. Fuck. And it... And it's so innate, like I said it as an as an advice thing, but yeah. that's really not correct when it comes to eating disorders and healthy eating habits. Gotcha. So we want more intuitive eating because the truth is our body tells us, like, I'll be honest, at the beginning of quarantine, Sean and I were eating like way shittier food than normal. And I was like, God, I just want like a crunchy salad. Mm. Like your body does tell you what it wants. I wish I ever wanted a crunchy salad. You might salad. be surprised. You might, or you might at least want like lettuce on your, no, your I, sandwich. I do. No, no, I do. I, I do crave salads sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're like, we I just do. want green. I want like healthy. Because mm -hmm. yeah. your body's like, I need whatever's in that, yeah. right? It needs some of those micronutrients. Yeah. So your body does really tell you. We just get so used to not listening to it. The other day I was doing a yoga class through like my streaming thing. RIP my body. I hadn't done yoga in like a month. I was RIP. like, oh, where you're like shaking. They're like, just hold it one more breath. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. It's so hard. <laughs> yoga looks so peaceful and oh. it just is not. But inside you're like, mm -hmm. it's the worst. Yeah. What's yoga's this muscle? So, oh, it's yeah. the worst. Totally. And like everything that looks super easy, like surfing, yoga. Oh, so difficult. It's the hardest shit in the world. Yeah. So okay, I, but so it is, it is good for my brain a little because it, like, it gets me out of my head because I have to, have to hold that pose until <laughs> I can't anymore. But the teacher said something that was really powerful to me. She was like, uh, if you need to put your knees down, like we're doing plank or something horrible and torturous. She was like, if you need to put your knees down, listen to your body. Your body does a trillion things every day. It's very wise. And she's like, I don't know why we seem to think that we know better than our body when it's doing things right now that you're not even aware of. Wow. And I was like, it's true, but we do it all the time. Yeah. Like how many times do we think, oh, just force it. Ooh, like, oh yeah just push through or like i need to only eat chicken breast and broccoli it's, nobody likes that all the time and if your body's like that doesn't sound good it doesn't taste good then guess what when you're done eating you're not satiated and then you actually want the thing that you wanted which might have been i don't know a grilled cheese a ham and cheese sandwich maybe it was you wanted pizza maybe you wanted chinese food i don't know whatever else you really craved your body's still going to want that because you didn't give it what it wanted. So what's the, so what's the trick then if for people listening who want to keep their weight in check, like I, I want to eat a grilled cheese. It's so, okay to have it, but it, recognize when, so something you can do is check in before you eat. If you struggle with like the diet mentality and binge restrict cycle is check in your hunger and fullness and check in with your emotional hunger and fullness. Mm -hmm. So, because I'll be honest, if I'm too stressed out, I don't get hungry. I'm that person. Mm. And other people get super hungry and there's no yes. fullness. When I'm depressed, I don't eat. When I'm stressed, I eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then what we talked about in our previous episode about the impulse logs, they come in here too. Oh, that's interesting. Because eating or not eating is an impulse. <sighs> it's emotionally driven, right? Otherwise, we just, like kids are so aware. They just so, they eat in so intuitively. They do. I don't want anymore. And they don't. And it's not that they're going to binge on cookies or anything when they're little. They just, I don't want anymore. Yeah. And they don't eat anymore. And then they actually, they'll have like their last piece of broccoli in their mouth. They get up and start running around like a maniac. <laughs> but then, but then, okay. So this is good because we were just saying how I, I bribe my children to eat three pieces of broccoli before mm -hmm. I give the cookie. So am I, am I disrupting that natural intuitiveness of their eating? If I'm like bargaining with them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I, am and it's I... tricky. I, 
it's tricky with kids because you do want them to eat vegetables. Yeah. And I think part of it is we eat dinner first, then there's dessert. So right. it's not like you have to do this in order to get this. It's like if we don't eat dinner, we can't get dessert because yeah. dessert comes after, you know. After you've had, well, I try to explain that, like, this is uh, nutritious. Mm-hmm. That's just, like, empty. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're little, so it's tr- it's difficult. Yeah, they don't get that shit. And so it's more just, like, we eat dinner first, and you have to eat some of everything. We can't pick and choose here. This right. is dinner. Right. You, maybe it's that more of that right. conversation. You know what's interesting? When you just said that there are no good or bad foods. And I think, too, I have that in my head of, like, there's value judgment oh, yeah. attributed to a piece of chocolate. And that says something about you. If you eat it, how dare you? And you're doing it. But that's interesting too, because then it becomes a thrill, right? I'm doing something naughty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having that. Bad. I got my reward. Look at me. I'm, I'm I earned it. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sabotaging me is I go, well, I lost two pounds. I've earned a candy bar. Uh-huh. And you're like, what was that? Like, uh, what are you doing? What is that? What am I doing? It's diet mentality. Yeah. Because you couldn't have the candy bar before when you could. When I could, but I would just have to balance it out later. Right? Like mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you just have the candy bar and yeah. then what? That's it. Period. You had a but candy bar. But then I'll bar. stay fat. No. You'll be surprised. If you listen to your body intuitively and like, let, like let's be real. <sighs> wow. I love uh, candy bars just as much as any, or I love chocolate, let's say. Brownies. That's my thing. Yeah. But I honestly can't eat them every day. Like I right. start to kind of get ugh, sick of it. Right. We all do that for all foods, good, bad, whatever you want to call them, however you want to judge them. But we get sick of all foods because our body needs a variety of foods. Yeah. So that candy bar, yeah, you can have it. But I bet if you tr- if I told you, you know what, Christina, you have to have a candy bar five days in a row. You'd be like, it's horrible. It's so true. So it's the That's not so letting true. yourself that makes you become obsessed with it, which makes you think that you don't have control over that food, which makes that food dangerous. <sighs> but it's really controls an illusion you're just like playing this game this restrict binge cycle with yourself and so if you let yourself when you crave a candy bar be like i'm gonna have a candy bar and then it's over it's over and it doesn't really matter and there's no making up for it you don't have to earn it again you don't have to over exercise because you had the candy bar that's the problem though because that's what dieting tells you though but that's what that's what you're taught right is that like okay that's you know 300 calories i just ate a candy bar so Mm -hmm. shouldn't i tomorrow balance that out well no your body will balance itself out our body likes to stay in a, a certain range of weight and it changes as we get older too because we need That's, a little more what if i'm lo- trying to lose weight then and i want the candy bar that's the problem well even just eating intuitively i think you'll find you eat like potentially less if you find yourself overeating because that that's feeling of overfull yeah i shouldn't love have it. that oh yeah. but that's the comfort that's comfort eating yeah because that <laughs> overfull yeah Pulls your focus to that and away from the real upset, which could be, I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can I tell you something is that, and I, I love stuffing myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I love it. I just do. And it's soothing. It's soothing. And I think that's what the problem. We need to find other ways to soothe your system. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Not alcohol. No, not pot. Nothing in your, in your mouth hole. Nothing in my (laughs) mouth hole. (laughs) Why can't I find like. Some people love to run. They're like, oh, nobody. Well, people, soothing. And I'm I like, think that's a lie. It's not. Nobody likes to run. That sounds painful. <laughs> it's so jarring. Like as your feet hit the pavement. I know. Uh, I hate it. That feels like punishment. It does. To me. Even I'm like thinking about it makes me cringe. But I think that there are like going for a walk, talking to a friend, doing right. an impulse log. I'll I do know. the impulse log. I like to be self-flagellating so that. <laughs> Yeah. That would satisfy that self-flagellation. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. What, well, what am I craving? Because yeah. craving's an interesting word, right? Yeah. And if you're craving that overfulness, what is it you feel like you're not getting enough of? Dick. Like, uh, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but nothing in your mouth hole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nothing in my mouth hole because I will spit it right on the sheet. <laughs> on the sheets. Fuck. All right. Um, yeah. Is so. it, this is great. You need to write the diet book next. The not yeah. diet book. The undiet yeah, the, the diet. The anti-diet. Yeah. Well, it's just intuitive. Our body tells us we just, for some reason, think we're smarter than it. And I don't know why. Or just we override what the body mm-hmm. is telling us because of Force the it feelings. Into yeah, the feelings. Mm-hmm. God damn it. All right. Uh, here's another one. Okay. Do we have another voicemail? We do. Let's listen to another voicemail. Hey, Hitler. It's me, Joe, <laughs> calling from the Trans-Canada Highway, where Woo! the East meets the West. And I have a question about my four-year-old son, 
We've had an issue with him for the last two years where he always gets scared with relatives. When they come over and randomly visit, when we go to them for get-togethers, he'll throw a huge fit and tantrum, and it's getting way out of hand. We've tried researching it, talking to his doctor, everything from books to videos. We can't figure it out. Uh, any advice would help. Thanks a lot. See you later. Well, thank God you're here. <laughs> Perfect. And there's a lot of, I, even just listening, to that, I'm like, well, there could be a lot of reasons. And it's tricky. He said four, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they can communicate easily and tell you. Just depends on how comfortable they feel with it. Because my first, my red flag is like, who hurt him? What happened? That's what I heard too. Because children don't like, it, he didn't say a certain person. So I don't right. know what, what this is and who showed up unexpectedly that maybe spanked him or it could be anything like that. Right. Or uh, maybe just scared him like trauma again, fearing for your life. And as a child, you don't have much power. So things can be really traumatizing really easily. And so did someone discipline him that scared him? I'd be curious and, and I'd talk to your child about it. Like you said, talk to the doctor and everything. And that's great. We do want to rule out anything else, but talk to your kid. Ask how, them. How should, what should he say? How, how do you phrase this to get, cause sometimes I'll ask Ellis something and, um, they don't you know it's like there's a way to ask kids you don't always go yeah and i think honestly the best way unfortunately with children because they won't even remember sometimes like what do you mean that you know sometimes they're it's like it's not happening now so i don't know what you're talking (laughs) about you can't ask a kid like hey six months ago they're like what (laughs) i know you know what does that mean um so i think it's telling your child that someone's coming over as they go into tantrum i don't want them over but well can you tell me why like that's a great time to ask and I know it sounds usually with adults, we're like, don't ask people when they're super stressed out. But with kids, sometimes they can't tap into what the reason is or won't even remember until it's happening. And so even if a person's not coming over, I might pretend that someone is. Mm. So we're going to have auntie and uncle, such as such. They're going to come over. Are you excited? He's not excited. He's going to start melting down. And so then, then asking, like, we'd love to protect you and not have them come over. I don't know what's wrong. What, did they hurt you? Did somebody upset you? Are you scared of them? You know? just tap in ask your kid hopefully they'll tell you um, yeah it's interesting to suggest emotion are mm-hmm. you scared no then mm-hmm. you can kind of go off yeah, that check the are you anxious no are you angry mm-hmm. i don't know I, do I, they not give you enough attention sometimes kids don't like separate like splitting up their attention of their parents <laughs> all kids don't I like know. that so it could even just be that it might not be as big of a thing as we're thinking but it's good to to talk to your child because if it is we want to know who and what you know what it could be even something as simple as maybe the ride to the relative's house requires them to get in the car and be in a car for an hour Mm -hmm. or two and i don't want to go in the car for i hate my car seat it's uncomfortable or something it's a thing yeah Yeah, it could be something is like how you get to your relative's Mm -hmm. house that is upsetting this kid or what we do at the relative like you said they're being ignored once Mm -hmm. they're there I don't want to be ignored for Or they make a hours. food they don't like to eat and they always feel forced to. It could be any number of things. Yeah. I know. I went first to trauma too. I was like, who's molesting him? I know. But, but it could be any I kind of upset. So. I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he might, you he, know. He'd sp- it, it would get specific, right? Yes. The avoidance would be like. One person. Uncle or so-and-so is coming over. Or men only or women only, you know. Aha. Interesting. But a lot of kids, I will throw it out there, are afraid of like bigger adults because mm. they're not around. Maybe like, let's say your parents are like 5'10". And mom's five six or something, and then like you have this uncle that's like six four, and kids can <laughs> be like, be Ooh, yeah, just because they're big and like, I don't know, scary. But it's not because they've done anything to them. They usually just be like, ooh, like bashful. That's true. Because I remember as a kid, uh, in, in Hungarian culture, you say uh, some so and so is like bachi. A bachi is like an older man. Bachi neni, bachi so and so, whatever. Yanchi bachi so go go give Yanchi bachi a kiss and then i would go and Yanchi would give me a kiss here and here you give uh-huh, two, t- two cheeks yeah and but Yanchi would wear <laughs> would wear um like gross aftershave oh. and it would smell and stick to me and all these older hungarian men would give me the two kisses so you'd be really stinky. i'd be covered in like bad aftershave old hungarian cologne yeah and i just remember dreading mm-hmm. and in particular yeah one one bachi because you're just like oh fuck that guy that guy that guy's got the face with the oil and, and it stinks and i hate it yeah and i have to deal with it all day and yeah yeah and if this kid really hates whatever you don't know what that is it could be any number it could of be things anything but so, I bet yeah. if someone had sat down with you and been like, well, what is it? You'd be like, he stinks. <sighs> he stinks. That's what your answer would have been. That's so And so true. I think if you just give a child a chance to open up, 
yeah um when they're kind of acting out or acting like they don't want to um and then seeing if it is one particular person or if it's ever you know you can kind of as a be a detective also too i found with children there are certain times of day and certain activities that um my older boy is more prone to tell me the truth and talk do you know what i mean like opening Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. it for for us it's bedtime we have our bedtime chats Mm. it's almost like that doorknob confession yeah (laughs) end of the day by the way yeah by the way i'm i was angry with you when he'll tell me straight he'll he'll have that language like look at him yeah so good i was angry when you said for me to put the thing away and i didn't want to do that whatever i told him to do like Mm -hmm. normal mom shit Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about talk it through but i know that if i asked him at the beginning of the day he's not gonna be that open Mm -hmm. maybe when he's tired towards the end of the day before naps yeah they're vulnerable you Mm -hmm. get in there Mm -hmm. now julian can't talk as much so he's pretty much always down (laughs) (laughs) so do they always throw tantrums then usually if they can't express themselves all the time they can be like oh i get really frustrated yeah god that's fun okay um (laughs) let me get to my emails then my goodness this one's disturbing hi mommies i have a major mom fail for you i just found out that some triple x pics i took with my husband of his peener in my mouth were syncing up to my daughter's kindle through the cloud oh my god fuck the cloud let's get get rid of the cloud get rid of the cloud let's not connect things to the or okay continue (laughs) but can i tell you the best thing in the world polaroid cameras remember polaroids yeah or like actual physical <laughs> or disposable cameras in the 90s were oh, that yes. no because then you have to take it you to get to go developed. take it and someone else gonna see the peener. i take it back mm-hmm. polaroid cameras with the film and yeah that just goes... comes out to you and nobody else sees it <sighs> take your nudies with polaroids jeans yeah, polaroids only okay so she writes i immediately deleted them when i found out and have it brought them up as i'm not completely sure she saw them is this something i need to have a very uncomfortable conversation with her about or let it ride and hope either she didn't see them or blocks them out of her memory. Thanks for all the laughs. Keep them high and tight. You bet I'm coming up in May. <laughs> so that's so this is an interesting question. I've, yeah. I've had this thing before where a parent goes, I don't know whether the kids saw this bad, bad thing, mm-hmm. this thing that will disturb them or not. Do I approach them and ask? Do I wait for the kid to come forward and ask? What's the protocol? I mean, you're the adult. Come, go forward and ask. But let's keep it very general. So the way to approach this would be something like, uh, you know, hey, I noticed that our iClouds were syncing up in our photos. I tried to delete them because they're Kindles for you, not for me. Did you see the photos or does it, is it my like imagining that it was connecting? You know, What so photos, very, mom? Which ones yeah. are those? And just be like the ones in iCloud, just like photos from my phone, you know, just screen grabs and random things. Oh, okay. Like the ones of the dogs and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, those. Okay. Not the ones you, my dad's dick in <laughs> No? Those. Okay, yeah. so let, then, so, yeah. so that's how you fish. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see my... Oh, did my photo show up on your Kindle? Yeah. I've been having trouble syncing things up or make up some weird technology and doesn't exist. You know, whatever. Okay. And what if... So let's, let's role play the other way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Ask me. Oh. Go be so, like, did you see the thing? So did you see the photos? Did, were my photos syncing up with your Kindle? It looked like it was. I wasn't sure. Mom, I'm so so embarrassing. Stop asking me this stuff. How, what's embarrassing? I was just curious if my photos, you know. No, I didn't. Okay. God. Are they a teenager or how yeah, old are they? Teenager. Oh, oh shit. This person a teenager. Oh shit. Says daughter's Kindle doesn't have the age. Because because I'm trying to put myself in the mm-hmm. situation. Because I actually did find some disgusting pictures uh, when I was a kid mm-hmm. of my dad and his girlfriends, and he confronted me, and it was not pretty. It was because yeah. I lied. I was like, no, of course not. Because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. And shamed. I felt so ashamed at having seen them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Because, it, it, you know, it's too stimulating for a little kid to find that stuff. It is. And it's like, it depends it's on the tricky. age. Because sometimes I think it's... Because if they're of the age where, like, sex is a conversation, you know, and sorry to parents if they're, like, probably, what, 14 and older, they're, they've are they heard about it. Yeah. People are making out. You know, things are... You've you, been fingered by 14. <laughs> or you're gonna be, right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Every kid is different. I wasn't, I wasn't like that. <laughs> but I heard that the kid's finger now. Uh, kids are, yeah, seems way younger than when yeah. I, but then I sound old when I say that. So yeah. whatever. But I think, you know, there are conversations to be had about sex. And I think that's an opportunity so, so for one, as uncomfortable as it it's is. It's horrible. So let's go through, let's say it's a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like okay, a little kid? A kid's got a Kindle. So how old is a kid with a Kindle? My my kids don't have. Yeah. I mean, if they're reading, they're reading. full books and stuff. They're reading. Yeah. I mean, 
10. Yeah. Because if they saw it, you may want to wait for them to bring it up to you. Because if it's an issue, they probably would bring it up to you. At 10 years old, you, you would wait for the kid to come forward. Yeah, but if they're a teen, different. then you need Teens to talk to them. Like, it's totally different. Yeah. And you, you would then have to fish. And yeah. if they're like, get out of my way, they'd be like, okay, I was just checking, you know? And then what? You let them... You let it go. If they don't want to talk about it, you can't force a conversation that never really? gets us anywhere with teenagers. Oh, I would force it. I'd be like... Well, then it'd turn out terrible like your dad. <laughs> where you're like, oh, Because yeah. then yeah. they'll just be like, knock it off. And then they'll slam the door or they'll leave or they'll <sighs> tell their friends about it or, you know, it's just so, like... So if it's a teenager then, mm -hmm. you would... So you suggest like... You fish. Cool. Let it ride mm -hmm. until they bring it up to you later. Maybe. Because the chances are, to be honest, if they're old enough to understand what it is... They don't want to talk to you about it. That's what I'm They're thinking. They're like, I wish I didn't see it. But you want to at least... The thing about being a parent, I think, you can disagree, yeah. is just letting them know you're open to conversations. So there's nothing that's off limits. So, yeah. because you'd rather they come to you first. Oh, so yeah. this is a good opportunity to be like, sex is okay to talk about. It's not a dirty, bad thing. You shouldn't have seen that of us because those are private photos. I didn't realize that happened. You know, yeah. that would be kind of the conversation. But just asking about it, fishing... Mm -hmm. because if they won't have questions or like yeah that was horrible i don't want to talk about it okay be like okay i'm sorry that that happened i agree it was horrible but i want you to know that you know if you're upset you can talk to me about it yeah and that's it and they're like i know mom Ugh. yeah because it's Slam embarrassing the for the kids yes because you're yeah. just like ugh, why did i i don't want to see that and now you think of your parents in a different way yeah. once you and see them and it happens them. to every kid whether you walk oh, in on God. a parent peeing or in the, you know like getting out of the shower i mean i know homes are just homes and parents aren't perfect but it, no one like the conversations are what's important so being open yeah. to the conversation fishing for it giving them an opportunity to tell you yes and if they're too young to even know like and not let's the say I mean, kid. let's say like well, seven. Yeah. I know he's like, he doesn't even know. Yeah. But even at like seven, eight, they would probably be like, mommy, what's this? Yeah. You don't even know. So yeah. what do you say to mommy? What's this? Then you say, oh, these, these were actually personal photos of daddy and I, you know, cause we love each other. <laughs> You'd have a, you know, as much as you can. It, you can yeah. have conversations with children about sex. You know, I've told you sex is how we created you. <laughs> I know it's uncomfortable, but we want. I mean, the goal is to have them be open to talking to you about it, knowing yeah. that it's not embarrassing. We don't have to belabor. We don't have to keep talking about it. You can just say like, that's how we created you. And sex is, is part of daddy and I's relationship. And you really shouldn't have seen those. And I'm sorry. Yeah. But you don't have to Mouth be, babies. there's nothing, nothing like <gasps> shock. You don't want to be shocked. You don't want to be shame, you know, shame, like something's wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want to make them feel embarrassed or you act embarrassed. It's like, this is just a fact of life. You shouldn't have seen them. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably true. confusing. It's always like that. Just diffusing the, the ookiness of mm -hmm. any, that's but it's hard. Cause we feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. I couldn't it imagine. Is. But again, Polaroids, bro. Like if they still yeah. sell them, that is the only way to take nasty pics. Yep. Is on a fucking, you know, there's Polaroid. only one, copy in the world yeah because yeah. for your information that the cloud can be hacked oh yeah by like russian who dark knows? web i don't know dude somebody something something some fools out there yeah right malicious intent those assholes i don't know i'm digging in our weird photos uh. hope they like my screen grabs of recipes i know i know all my pinterest boards I've... all my cat memes <laughs> you're welcome russia i know, I know. there's <laughs> nothing spicy in my photos i know okay. me neither Here's another one. Uh, Miles from Delaware here, longtime listener of all things YMH and resident water champ. Oh, very good. Ooh. Congrats. I have been wanting to propose to my girlfriend for a while, but her family situation is a little complicated. Her parents have been separated for almost a year and a half, and it looks like they will get divorced in the near future. And I have a great relationship with both of them and obviously do not want to be stingy and take a side. I don't want to propose to her without consulting both of them first, but I feel like marriage is currently a weird topic for both of them at the moment. Any advice from the main mommy on how to address this precarious situation is much appreciated. All right, Miles, what do you think? There's so la so many boundaries that aren't in place here. I know, I know, right? I think he's a little too concerned with... With them and not him. Yeah. And part of me is like... It's great to want to consult both of them, but does it matter that they're getting a divorce and that you're in love? No. Nobody's fucking, I but know. They and so that weird, it's a weird, I'm responsible for them. Yeah. Which I'm like, you're not. 
So let yourself off the hook on that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's totally enmeshed. What, but what Katie's saying, yeah, what Katie's saying is, that's it, interesting, is that you're not responsible for what her parents are going through in their private life and how they might potentially feel mm-hmm. at you proposing to their daughter, right? That's like, yeah, cla- it's, it's not classic your sp- like your parent was a narcissist or codependent. Uh, yeah. Codependent alcoholic, yeah. like that kind of thing. So you're walking on eggshells, hoping to not upset other people. Meanwhile, your life is getting held back. Oh my God. You know, and you can't shrink to fit the box that you think will fit for other people. You're talking the first 34 years of my life before therapy. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's terrible. And emotionally taxing. I know. It's and the then worst. we don't end up doing anything we actually want. And then we wonder why we hate our life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I guess oh, yeah. it's going to be hard, but this is like breaking patterns yeah is set up a time to talk to both of them because that's what you want to do yeah and he's got to do it and you can care about people because other people are like well then that's so like not caring or compassionate no you can care about people and be concerned but that's their personal stuff chances are they're not going to want to talk to you a ton about it anyway mm. and they'll be happy for you any parent any good any parent, decent parent any decent parent who's trying their yes. best will be happy for you regardless of the fact that their marriage is imploding right you never know yeah you don't know what the reaction might be the mother might be like oh my gosh amazing mazel mm-hmm. let's send yeah. out announcements how can i help yeah i can't wait hopefully COVID will be over and we yeah. can go where are we going to do this uh-huh. yeah you never know okay that's a good point yeah. yeah he needs to get into therapy miles get your life son yeah take what's yours do what you want to do take what's yours homie don't have to wait for other people to approve no or to make them like them feel comfortable you don't I know. I They're responsible for their own they feelings. They are. When, I, when Tom proposed to me, my dad was divorcing from his second wife. You yeah. Say, how many times has he been married? I was curious because <laughs> I know he's a narcissist. So I was like, this has to be they, tricky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like, he, he was shitty to me. Of course, he's a narcissist. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm, well, I'm getting a divorce and you're getting married. I'm like, and then my mother, too, was like, oh, well. I'm getting a divorce because she was divorcing, too. <laughs> It was a nightmare. I was like, is nobody happy for me? And I'm like, apparently yeah. not. Well, some parents can't God. rise to the occasion and they no. make their, they, that's the narcissistic problem though, is yeah. narcissistic parents think that you're not your own person. You're an extension, extension. of them, yeah. <laughs> which is so not healthy. Right. And because you should be able to have your own joy, your own love, and they can have their own joy and love in, but they can't see it that way. It doesn't work that way. They're like, it's about me first. It's me. And it is because they're wounded mm-hmm. birds. It's, yes. It's not, it's not, um, they're not doing it to you. In a no, they're doing way. it to themselves is actually what's happening. Yeah. They're, so, they're so filled with upset and trauma yeah. and lack of ability to cope that it comes out everywhere. Yeah. But they just put up this facade of, I am so good yeah. and I'm amazing, you know, oh, yeah. and that's what makes it hard for us to tolerate because it comes along with manipulation and <sighs> gaslighting and gaslighting. Yeah, and all that shit. A lifetime of that. Yeah. Well, speaking of narcissistic parents, this one's great. Hi, Mommy Jeans. I'm 24 and just got engaged to my jeans. Congratulations. Oh, yay. We are currently in a long-distance relationship, but I will be moving out of my family home and in with him after our wedding next summer. My mom and I have a very close relationship, and I know she does everything out of love for me, but for the past year, she's been making me feel extremely guilty for wanting to move in with him and start a life in a different country. <laughs> when she saw the she was very vocal about how she didn't like it she occasionally remarks on how i'm quote abandoning her and don't care about her anymore she guilt trips me about not being able to raise her future grandchildren in her perfect world she would want us to live next door to her and basically (laughs) oh my god 50 (laughs) percent custody of my kids wow you're shocking the therapist right now aya when you when you get the therapist to say, "Oh God, well, you know you're like, doing good." Me 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 me. Oh well, should we say it at the same time? What this is? Yeah. On the count of three, mm-hmm. one, two, three. Narcissist. Oh, oh. <laughs> those are sometimes hard to tell apart. Uh huh. The uh-huh. the abandonment. Uh-huh. That's we can get into it. Let's, okay, we'll let's finish, finish up. and then yeah. I feel so guilty and selfish. Of course, because gaslighting, mm-hmm. manipulation. Her, her disapproval of the engagement and me moving has made my entire experience very invalidating. It's hard for me to be excited about the future with the heaviness, with this heaviness. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you would have any words of advice for moms of daughters of immigrants on the subject of leaving the nest. Is it possible to get rid of my guilt and need for her approval? Thanks. See you mm-hmm. in May, Hitler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
so okay there's a couple things because borderline could be but borderline tends to be more volatile uh-huh. more regularly uh-huh. Uh-huh. narcissists if if they have constant supply meaning mm-hmm. they have people in their lives that are showing them affection and adoration and i assume this that's why i assume it's that more mm. because she said i have a close relationship with my mom I don't actually know of anybody who had a borderline, <laughs> untreated borderline parent. That's unmatched. That's actually close. Well, close here's the them. thing is that when you're, because my mom was borderline, she's only 24, is that you don't realize that you're, that you're in a bad relationship with your mom. Because mm-hmm. my mom would say things like, you are my best friend. I'm so happy we have such a good relationship. And, and in my early 20s, I didn't like being close to her, but she told me that we were close. And so I believe mm. that lie, mm-hmm. but I don't know, but you're right. She's not expressing that here. Yeah. I don't know. It could be, I don't but know. usually a borderline person in general, because they're so emotionally, it's like emotional burn victims. They're super sensitive. Such so there would have yeah. been like explosions all the time. <laughs> so because where no one's perfect and then they do that, like throw you under the bus. You're yeah, amazing. Yeah, you're the yeah. golden child. Fuck you. I you're hate the you. Worst, yeah. And so if there's that up and down, if that, then it is borderline. Oh, I would, boy. I would suspect. But the fact, the thing that's also different because borderlines don't really care. It's not really about me, 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 me. It's like, I, I just need you don't around. Leave don't leave me. Yeah. I hate you. Don't leave me kind yeah, of thing. Yep, kind yep. of push, pull, push, yes. pull. Narcissists sound like, how dare you leave me? Yeah. How dare you move away and have your own life? Yeah. You know, it's like this inability to imagine that you aren't part of them, which is that extension. The, right. I created oh you to God. be an extension, not an independent individual. How dare right. you be independent? And what, what's really interesting is that then that manifests in the child as guilt. Yes. So shame, she feels shame, guilt, and embarrassment. Right. So Aya here, who's like, I found this great guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to this new country. Very exciting. Why do I feel guilty about leaving mommy? Mm-hmm. Because mommy isn't a fully fledged adult. Human. Yeah, adult. she can't. Right. She's not independent. She doesn't want you to be independent. She wants you to be dependent on her forever. Oh boy. So what does yeah. Aya do? What's, what, what do we do? go ther- therapy therapy please <laughs> it'll be helpful because it's it's going to be difficult to untangle the manipulation and the lies from fact yeah because it's they're just so emotionally manipulative so that guilt that she's feeling is because of the the manipulation and her mother's inability to allow her to be independent you know so we're wrapped up in this like i'm doing something wrong something's wrong with me i'm making my mom upset because she's not responsible for how she feels. I'm responsible for how she Which feels. Which is a childlike response because as a, when you're a child, that's mm-hmm. what you... And you don't know any different. You assume it's because of you mm-hmm. that your parents act a certain way. Always. So I is still operating out of a child's yeah. perspective on all this. And you'll probably have to do some inner child work where you talk, you like yeah. get better in touch with that child yep. of you. Yep. Who says like, I don't understand. And mom's up, always upset. And, you know, we're acting this way or doing this. Yep. And because our parents don't give us any information, we say it's our fault because oh, that's yeah. the only thing we know i can control myself i must have done something um so unpacking that will take some time but in the mean like for now i would encourage this person to like aya right mm-hmm. to as much as you can deny your mother the ability to place blame on you mm. so that means that it, so it's boundaries it's gonna be really difficult boundaries for aya are but so tough she's, yeah, they are tough and you have to constantly set them up and they're gonna to try to walk over them but you don't have to accept try. that yeah they're gonna or, yeah. yeah sorry try yes they you, are going you're gonna be like well it's it a game. doesn't change it and it's it is a game and it's i'm exhausting. glad she's moving away so am i <laughs> <laughs> but everywhere you go there you are so we still have to work uh-huh. on our shit otherwise you'll end up with other relationships that uh-huh. mimic this one so like with regard to this when when talking about it and getting excited Mm-hmm. as a normal person would when they're engaged and going to move and start yep. a new life and yay 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 and any normal parent would also be like but i'm going to miss you but i'm excited for you but i'm going to miss you of course you know when your mom says something like i can't believe you're going to leave me the response is mom you misunderstand i'm not leaving you i'm starting my own life and i'm excited about it mm. so it's it's going to be uncomfortable and then Huge. mom will say you are leaving me you're moving to another country Yes, because I'm an adult and I'm getting married and I'm excited to have my own life. And I would love for you to continue to be a healthy part of it. Good luck. I know. <laughs> but just because they won't do it doesn't mean we can't, we can't say, say it. it. You can try. Mm-hmm. You can try and set up, set up the good behavior. Yeah. Because some narcissists I find until their last, I wonder if she's the last kid out or the mm. only kid. Because it's something to do with 
one of the last ones out or the the right. that they like then that supply is gone and they and they go into like <laughs> explosion you know for yeah. setting fire to everything manipulation as much as possible guilt 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 Ugh. gaslighting gaslighting you remember that wrong you made me feel this you know not Ugh. taking any responsibility for their own um and if your mom says something like you're making me feel so bad be like mom i couldn't do that i'm not a wizard yeah how can you make no one can make you no feel yeah anything. i'm sorry that you feel that way yeah that must be terrible but know that i love you and that's not my intention fuck oh, i yeah, mean, you're in for a lifetime of bullshit you know no i mean i'm just letting you know it sounds like you're in for a lifetime and then wait until you have kids and mm. she might be resentful and jealous of the fact that you're more interested in your children than you are in her yeah it's always going to be you versus her yeah but I mean, we just have to take care of ourselves. You can oh, own up yeah. to your own shit. Like my therapist used to tell me, you can clean your side of the road, but you're not responsible for their dumpster. Like Mm-mm. they can leave their trash out however they want and decide not to pick it up. But you clean your side of the road. So you're going to communicate healthy boundaries. You're going to be excited because that's exciting. It's, it's fucking awesome. How, yeah. how amazing. And mom can feel how mom wants to feel because mom's an adult. Yep. And you're not responsible for that. So maybe write that somewhere. I'm not responsible for how my mom feels. I'm only responsible for communicating clearly. It's a big lesson to learn. It is. It's hard. It's an adult lesson to learn. And you're not really, I think, a full adult no. until you realize that. And also, too, I, uh, I, might, I might say that now is a great time to set these boundaries down mm-hmm. with your mother because you must protect your marriage. Yes. And now your, your alliances to your husband and your future life with him, guard it. Don't, yeah. Do not let your mother poison and Because even her shit talking the ring. I'm I like, vey. you think she's going to be cool at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to throw a big fit right before. Uh, to get and to try make to ruin it about it. her mm-hmm. yeah and then then there'll be like aftermath where like you didn't spend enough time with me and nobody said hi to me in the way i expected and yep. how come i'm not in all the photos mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows mm-hmm. you didn't you know you didn't give me my thank you oh i've heard that all one. sorts that of that one's fun it's, yeah. yeah so yeah it's it's tricky i'm sorry that you're going through this but it's good practice it is and you're going to have to keep reminding yourself. And I love that protect your, protect your marriage. Because if, if your mother is who we think she is, which I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. Cause it's yeah, a very bizarre behavior. Um, she will try her best to get you back and ruin your, she'll try to tell you horrible things about him. Oh, that's an, and tell him horrible things about you. So just be oh, protective. A number one. That's what they do. They try Name to sabotage. sabotage. Oh yep. my yep. God. My fa- my mother hated Tom Segura. Of course, Ted Tom. He was a threat to her. A threat. Yeah, he's he's a poor. He's not going to be. Oh yeah, they're never good enough. They're never good enough. Only mom's good enough. I know. Oh my (laughs) god, what a nightmare. (laughs) I'm sorry, you've got a real real pickle ahead of you. But focus on your new family, your new Mm -hmm. life with this wonderful man. Congratulations. Yeah. And you're gonna just have to manage, mom. It's and, gonna be a management issue. Yeah, and just un- yeah, relearning. And there's a great book. I think it's called "Stop Walking on Eggshells." Uh, hello, I've got passages outlined, hi- highlighted book. on that one. Yep, 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 mom. That will be that helpful one. for her, I think. It's called "Stop Walking on Eggshells." Yes. Right, that mm-hmm. one. Great book. Great book. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's so many great books there's about so... toxic parents. If I there's know. a book on. Um, just, I think it's just called even to- how to deal with toxic parents. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I found that one. That was really helpful. Shit, I got a whole library of that. <laughs> Still dealing with mine. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard. <sighs> but the, yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right. Here's another crazy mom problem. Here we go. Okay. I recently moved back to my hometown in Southern California after living in the Midwest for 10 years. My husband and I moved in with my mother who has always been a narcissist and possibly has some other mental disorders. She is a 73-year-old boomer and has the beginning stages of dementia. Oh, no. Bully, bully. She has not been nice to me at all since we moved in. <laughs> no surprise, shit. surprise. Yeah. Even though everything was fine months ago before the move. We've been here only three months and I get blamed for everything that goes wrong. Anytime I disagree with her, she threatens to kick me out. And she constantly argues with me for no reason. It's extremely emotionally exhausting. I know moving out would be 
best, but we don't pay rent, even though I have been paying all house bills since we got here. And we have four large dogs, so getting an apartment is out of the question. I try to avoid her as much as possible, but she always seeks me out to argue about something. Mm. I can transfer to another state with my job in 15 months, but I have no idea how to handle this for the time being, and I'm already emotionally wrecked. Any advice to deal with the situation? Love you, Mommy. Yeah, ugh. That's Abo- a tough one. It's really tough because we're in a situation where we can't move yet. And That's 15 months one. is a fucking long time. I know. I know. So uh, protect yourself emotionally. Sometimes I tell my patients, I'm like, go somewhere happy in your brain when they're trying to fight with you. <laughs> you know, if you can't get out, we got to go somewhere. Like, Well, I mean, I Nadav wrote on the board, get rid of the dogs. I agree. Yeah. Fuck your four large dogs. Or give them to your friends. People think those are like children. Though, they so are like just, children. You know, but imagine maybe, if someone told you to. No, I would rather see. die. But maybe give them to somebody for now. I don't know. But four is too many. Four is a lot of dogs. Four, four is, is too a many. lot. And large dogs. That's a lot of dog shit to clean up. It's and, a, yeah, it's just a lot. It, but she ain't going to give up the dog. So go ahead. Sorry yeah. for saying So I think, uh, first of all, avoidance is best. Yeah. And then do as much as you can on your own time to recharge. So does that mean that like we do therapy in our car? We drive away from the house? Yes, that does. And you should be in therapy as soon as possible. And there's online talk space, but if you don't have yep. local yokels, and then also that makes it easy when you move to, you can switch over. Well, she's, um, she moved back to her Southern California. So there's a lot oh, of tons great here. therapists. Yeah. In oh, I thought she was in the Midwest. Sorry. She came from the Midwest. Gotcha. Now. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's great. Get into therapy as soon as possible. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you have your four large dogs. I'd encourage you and your, your hubby to take walks with them. It long, long walks. <laughs> just four day walks. Yep, just sleep for, on the sidewalk. For a long time. Oh. You know, just don't go back. No. Um, but just getting out, doing things that feel good to you, making yeah. time for conversations with your friends in a area or space where your mom can't overhear and be a weirdo about yeah. it. Um, and when she picks fights, you know, just know it's about her. It's not about you as much as you can protect yourself. And when she tries to place blame, it's okay to say, that wasn't my intention or that actually didn't happen or, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I can't change how you feel. You know, we have to kind of learn some phrasing to uh, 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 like, I'll tow my part, but you're blaming me for the whole shebang. And mm. it's okay to, to say like, I know you feel bad, but that wasn't my intention. Or I know that that was upsetting, but you have to recognize I didn't do that. You know, yes, I think also the problem is um, we think of these people, especially if dementia is Mm. in the picture, Mm -hmm. you think that you're arguing with a rational, coherent person. And I I think that's like, okay, let's throw that assumption out. Yeah. First of all, mom's got a lot of issues. I I see you acknowledge that. But do you really acknowledge that? Yeah. Because sometimes as your parent ages and gets wackier, you think of them as how they were when you were younger and they were younger and more lucid and coherent. Like. I always assume that my parents, I have four of them, two are gone, thankfully, but mm-hmm. that, um, that they're, I'm dealing with a toddler. I always yeah. think of them as a little kid. So the more you can think of your mother as not an equal em- emotionally, rationally, and as yeah. someone that you really need to like, are you going to fight with a two-year-old? No, you're not. It's no. not going to be productive. Yeah. Like, why can't I have a cookie? Because yeah. you just can't have, I'm fucking, you're two. Yeah. And part of it's also day. grieving too, because like for a lot yes. of people, they're like, but it'll get better or because you might go back to like maybe there was a magical moment for like a year or something where things were good because you didn't live with them and you were so far away you talked to them like every other month or something you know (laughs) and you're like it'll be good again we'll have a great relationship and you're like that person doesn't exist anymore and i need you to to allow yourself to grieve that loss which is huge yeah because again mom that you wished because hearing her complain about mom Mm -hmm. it's like you're you're complaining about the mom you knew maybe maybe like this is not you don't live with your mom anymore. No. This is someone else. And it's sad. And it's okay to be Adapt sad. to it, yeah. We all have to grieve like the parent we wish we had or the family we wish we had. Of course. Oh and that, that's hard. And breaking those patterns of behavior is hard because like guilt might have been your main role. I'm the guilty one. I'm the scapegoat. Blame me for everything. Ugh, oh my God. And so of course it's emotionally exhausting. Exhausting. So I like what you said. It's like having a shitty roommate. You ever had a shitty roommate? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You schedule your shit. <laughs> you do I... everything away from them as much as possible. Everything away. Yep. 
and make your bedroom or whatever place you have your safe space. Yeah. So just imagine that your mom is a crappy roommate that you don't want to deal with. And then mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. And then let contact. the countdown be in. Yeah. 15 months. <laughs> I know. And keep your dogs. All right. You can keep yeah. your dogs. See, you just can't just get rid of dogs. Oh, my God. They're fur babies. I love this. I have to read you this article. Okay. This is so fucking amazing. This is an article my friend Sarah Burns sent to me. You ready? I don't I know. I just want your thoughts on this. So, just from your, your facial, yeah, I'm like, so, am I ready? I don't so know. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is an article. It says, it was about a month ago. I was standing in line at the movie theater. This is a few years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, waiting to purchase two tickets to this movie. My son, Mason, was standing in front of me. My shirt was off and he was drinking milk from my boobs what? while we waited in line. Ma'am, you need to stop that right now, shouted the ticket clerk from behind his bulletproof glass. Why was her shirt off? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> like, don't they have those little things? They've got a lot of things that you thing? can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shirt was... Okay. Okay, but here's the best part. We're not only... Like, okay, even that, I'm like, you're, you're breastfeeding your baby? Cool, okay. It's fine, but you don't have to, like, have your shirt, like... Is your other boob just hanging out too? The one that's not being I mean, suckled? Like, I've, yeah, because I've breastfed, I've best breastfed in public and mm-hmm. you can buy a shirt. So yeah, you just kind of boop. Yeah, you just boop. Or just like, and like pump, a little bra. thing comes. Yeah. And then you also, people have the little drapey thingy. Tons if you want things, more privacy. Dude. You can go in your fucking car. Yep. I've done it in the backseat of our oh, yeah. car. I've had friends like pump on the way to things. Uh, yeah. They're like, I'm just going to do this and they'll put the Standing little, in line mm-hmm. and then getting indignant when yeah. people are like, lady. Yeah. So, okay, okay. We'll, but we'll give her that. Okay, let's I just, get it. Yep. You're breastfeeding in line. Okay. Okay, this is the best part. She's, she says back to everybody, what's wrong? You never seen a woman's boobs before, I yelled, waving my free breasts at the gawkers. I could feel Mason get uncomfortable as he pulled in closer to my body and his teeth scraped on my boob. How old is said oh, child? Oh, that's what we're getting to. No, honey, don't be scared, I told him, squeezing his ears between my boobs so he couldn't hear them. I am a mother, and I have every right to feed my child in public. If you have a problem with that, you can avert your eyes. My son is feeding and will continue to feed until we are both satisfied. <laughs> I stood up I stood up for myself, and I felt good, but the story doesn't end. Like one of those feel-good stories, none of the patrons, none of the patrons came to my defense, and they actually cheered as security escorted me. Oh, my God. <laughs> sounds like she's a bit of a pill let's be I think honest her response again was a little more than it needed to be a little hostile right? a little hostile i understand the whole like women can breastfeed in public and i understand but there's also like why is your shirt off like mm. that mm. you get to do it however <laughs> you want like if if a guy i don't know i'm just like oh but hold on <sighs> But hold on, okay. there's more. We're not done. Okay. Well, she stood up for herself and she felt good, but the story doesn't end. Okay. <laughs> she got escorted out by the security. But this is the, but, but here's why. This is just another day for me. This is what it's like to be a mother that breastfeeds. This is what it's like to live in a world that hates women's bodies. But this isn't about me. It's about my son. His name is Mason. He's 12 years old. What? I thought you were going to say like five and Same. I was like, that's already too old. Same. If he's old enough to ask for it. Same. He's 12 years old, and now that he stands at eye level with me, he has to bend over a bit when I breastfeed him in public. Sure, it's a little jarring. (laughs) Is this for real? No, this is real. To see what appears to be a grown man sucking on a woman's breast, but it's natural, and their discomfort is not my problem. Oh my, no, but I think it's CPS's problem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, let's talk about this. So, so this, but here's her argument. Let's see, let's okay. see if this is cogent. I like to walk okay. through these. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, if it weren't natural, I wouldn't still produce milk and it wouldn't feel good to breastfeed my son. What? Because of the sexual repression of women, there's little information on the sexual nerve receptors in the nipple what? and the rest of the titty. When the baby sucks on a woman's breast, she experiences a bit of sexual pleasure. What? When a man does it, she receives even more pleasure because the breast is sensitive to the facial hair. And now that my son is old enough to grow facial oh. hair, our breastfeeding sessions have become even more pleasurable for me. Ay, ay, ay. That's not cogent. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I, it's banana. So this is a real article. I, I, this was sent to me. I forget what publication, but okay, so let's walk through it. Why is it wrong to breastfeed your 12-year-old? Katie, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay, so there's, there's so much that's fucked up about this. Yeah. 
So first, the fact that she's like sexual pleasure and a child involved in that is disgusting. And yeah. he should be taken away from her. That's not yeah. acceptable behavior. That's that's disgusting. That's abuse. Yeah. Um, the the fact that she's because we all know that if we don't wean and we don't stop our like we'll continue to produce that's how our body yeah does it like wet nurses existed she, right she's like if it weren't natural i wouldn't still produce milk like well you still produce milk because you're still milking the yeah. factory well like, and i'd like stop her to the factory if she could send me some research <laughs> that supports breastfeeding past i don't know four right not necessary past i mean it's even younger but you let's say you just really are hog wild about it yeah like past a certain age even past let's say seven that's pushing it's already crazy i mean i have always had the rule like if they if they can ask for it they're too old to get Uh, it i agree and i'm not a doctor not a medical doctor so but also like the emotional like you think your 12 year old son has healthy relationships with other people Mm. like what what kind of food does he eat regular food too (laughs) (laughs) how's his development how does he do that around his friends Mm -hmm. does he have any friends so you're saying is he homeschooled and doesn't engage with anybody else so you're you're saying the danger is that mom is too enmeshed yes there's no separation yeah he should be free because if she's breastfeeding for any people who've breastfed happens how often well, in the beginning, it's mm-hmm. constant, constant, and then it goes, and then it, you know, and then you space out, you space it out, mm-hmm. right, and then you wean mm-hmm. eventually. When they're but eating there's solid no foods, there's so, no weaning. Yeah. Oh, right. So how? So does he like come home from his summer job? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're getting to the age where you're like, what? I mean, when I was twelve, I was smoking cigarettes. Does he play and soccer and then hop off the field to bro, quick, get a quick tap on? Know, like that's so messed up. Thirsty. Yeah. And then like I know how how. Like God. riddle me this weird lady. Yeah. How does your son then feel free to go about in his life and do what he needs to do and have uh, crushes on girls or guys and like feel out who he is when he's legitimately still hooked up to you to mommy's teats uh-huh. i think right, mommy is afraid to be alone i think mom's it's all it's all this is mommy's issue yes definitely. mommy has a big issue because you're messing with his sexual development you're yes. messing with his his social development at this age at 12 what you're masturbating frantically yeah. you should be thinking about girls socializing mm-hmm. differentiate yep. going out and trying to become an adult like you know yeah. what i mean you're at adolescence yeah. is coming having friends at school getting bullied for the first time and yeah. navigating your own confidence you should yeah. start to feel like because you start to feel more independent. A teen, he's almost a teen. Yeah, next year. He's 13. growing facial hair. He, she encouraged, hold on. That's disgusting. I've this been encouraging disgusting. my son to not shave because it feels even better when I feed him in public and I can feel his beard coming in. Which is disgusting. Yeah. She's turning her son into like a sexual plate thing and that's terrible. Yeah, it's a little off. I can't believe she had the gall to write that like as if she's like higher, like high and mighty other than like, I'm like, that's child abuse. (laughs) And what I and what I love is the the indignation that people were like, hey, lady, stop feeding your 12 year old son with a mustache. And that that's like a weird mustache from the boys when that comes in. Hester the molester. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that is so nasty. That nasty. Well, and even when she said teeth, I was like, how big is this? I pictured her holding this big child, but this child's probably like 120 pounds. I'm like standing on his own. Gosh. So, so you're saying that, I mean, look, uh, breastfeeding is such a touchy issue in the mom world. Mm -hmm. It is so controversial. It's fine to do it if you can. There's no judgment if you can't. And I know there's no like age limit, but there's an like let's be honest children need to be free to do their own thing and they eat solid foods they don't need breast milk like like i said i'd like to see the research to show that there's a benefit because the reason that we breastfeed children is because when they're babies they can't eat solid foods right and it's the best way for us to get nutrients to them if mom is eating properly you know like there's things right and if we're able to produce enough but formulas have come a long way again there's no judgments with that but that, that's wrong 12, 12 is fuck that up. is fucking crazy yeah i don't know i mean that is disturbing to I say know. the least i know that was fun well that's why i brought it up <laughs> i thought of all people uh you would enjoy such a fucked up article but i hope she's saving for his therapy because he's no. gonna need a lot of it no he's gonna have mm. such an obsession with boobs i would assume they all do but yeah this is what this one's even worse yeah and it's not a, a boob obsession that he got to create on his own as he's like prepubescent right. and deciding you know stealing his dad's titty magazines or whatever like normal 
behavior. I know. It's so fucked like, up. Like having your mom's boobs be... It's weird because she becomes the object of desire, of sexual... Which is what's complicated and disgusting and abusive about it, I think. Yeah. And he's going to have all kinds of issues later. Mm-hmm. So don't breastfeed your sons <laughs> up to 12 that's four? too long stop four is a little old i mean i think it's a three, little three maybe I, look i, I, I i'll even give them to five for sure. the people who are like gung-ho sure. but after that your child's gonna go to school they need to be out with other kids even if you homeschool they need to be socializing with I other know. kids and they can't be hooked up to mom's teat forever like <laughs> jesus christ that's not healthy development when it comes to emotion like like i'm saying if there's research if somebody finds it please send it i'm curious but there's no that's not good for emotional development no i can yeah and i don't know of any physical benefit to that either not at that age no no well on that happy note (laughs) i um i want to thank you so much for doing these two episodes of course i just love you i think you're fantastic please come back very soon of course always and have a merry christmas happy hanukkah yeah um, you too. Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. Happy New Year. I don't know. What else do people uh, I don't know. celebrate this time of year? What, Festivus for the Festivus. rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> the airing of grievances yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. So if you guys want to email me, where my mom's at at gmail.com, the phone number 213-375-5184. Let me know if you have any other questions. We'll bank them for when you come back. Again, Katie's book, Are You Okay? I get it on Amazon. I loved it. It's so helpful. And we look forward to your other book coming yeah. out in 2021. The, the What is it? Trauma? Traumatized. Traumatized. All about trauma, which we talked about in the last episode. If you want to hear that discussion, check out her podcast, Ask Katie Anything that you do with your husband, Sean. No, that's just me. Ask Katie Anything. Oh, just me. We oh, have sorry. opinions that don't matter, Sean I and I. That. <laughs> that's so fun. And her YouTube channel. Check it out. She is just a wealth of information and just a fantastic human being. Thank you so much, Katie, for yeah. being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, buddy. Okay, until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. 